Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Rabba Baba so Hallelujah. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Come on and bless the Lord on tonight. Rabba Baba so Come on and Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Come on, as we begin to open up our mouths, we begin to reverence Him on tonight. Come on, bless the Lord. Come on, bless the Lord on tonight. Hallelujah. As we begin to go into presence, presence on tonight, as we begin to lift up the presence on tonight, we send forth your rushing in. We send forth your anointing on tonight in the name of Jesus. 
He's looking for the corporate anointing, the corporate anointing. 
It's the corporate anointing. I, I hear corporate, 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 which means that we all of us are going to court a corporate anointing. The producing of the clarion sound into the atmosphere. The seventh atmosphere, level of the atmosphere, oh God. We send forth your ministering angels, oh God. Touch Apostle Carmen on Hallelujah. 
Turn this over, amen, to Apostle Rodney Tate on tonight to introduce the speaker of power. Amen, amen. Great peace, great peace and honor to all those that are listening in on the Apostolic Alignment. Amen. Amen. I'd like to give on to God, all the great heaven and earth, the sea and all that has them in.
I like to encourage each and every one of you. Anytime the scriptures go forth, write down, take note, because it's going to help you along the way, I promise you. I'd like to introduce the song and present to others, none other than my sister in the Lord, my co-laborer in Christ Jesus, Apostle Carmen M. James. Woman of God, let God use you any way he desires. Amen. It is in your hands, woman. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless and peace to everyone that's on this line. I just, uh, I do have a word from the Lord, and I feel very humble. And I, I'm telling you, I pray that when I didn't, I just, let's just, I know you have prayed, but I just want you to agree with me as I speak forth this out of my mouth. Father, I just thank you for the honor and the privilege of being your servant, Lord. I love you and I adore you, Father. I'm so grateful for this hour, for this privilege, for this honor at this point, at this time, Lord, to deliver what you thus saith the Lord God of hosts that you would put in my mouth and speak through my mouth for you from your throne to your people. And I do declare that it will come forth from your heart, God. I do declare that it will pierce through the darkness. It will pierce through and bring forth glory to your name, that you will be exalted and that there will be an impact by the power of your spirit, by the power of your name, by the power of your blood, by the power of all of who you are, the El Shaddai, the Omnipotent One, the Omniscient One. I give you praise. I give you glory. And God, I know that I'm hidden behind the cross. I know that I'm covered in your precious blood. I know that you are in me, Christ. The hope of glory is in me. I know that I'm the temple of the Holy Ghost. And the same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave dwells in me, quickens my mortal body. And as I yield and submit under the mighty hand of God, and I'm your vessel, your instrument to deliver the word for such a time as this. I love you and I praise you and I adore you and I submit that I know you are the one that will speak in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. 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 I, don't, I don't want to tarry long. I thank God. I love everyone here. Apostle Tate, very dear brother in the Lord, calls me little sis and I just am endeared by the heart of God that's in him. And I'm just honored to work and labor, co-labor in the kingdom of God for the glory of God. Uh, I've recently uh, been um, introduced to Erica and Prophetess Lane. I'm just so blessed for uh, those that God has brought into my life. I, I know by the spirit and I honor them. I revere and, and just respect who God has called them to be. And I am so grateful to the Lord that he has put uh, uh, in them a heart from God to just receive me. And I thank you. I thank you for that. Now, as I quickly move into the word, and I will not tarry, uh, I don't, I'm not going to promise you that I'm not going to take long because, <laughs> because it may, I want to work this word. And I want you to 
really get something out of it. And uh, it, it, the most that I want to say to you that sometimes the simple truths are what really make the impact. And, and if, if you're not careful, you can overlook what the depth that's in a simple truth. So I pray that you will have uh, ears to lend yourself to the spirit of the living God as to what he's saying in this hour. And so I want you to open your Bibles, if you would, and if you're able, to Exodus. And I'm going to be, just want you to know that I'm going to walk through uh, chapters 2 of Exodus, chapters 3 of Exodus, and chapter 4. And, and I want you to know that, it, that this message has been uh, percolating, for the lack of a better word. It's been percolating in my spirit for a minute now. Okay? He, he's, he's really been working on me with this word. And, and there is, it's very, it's just, he's, he's revealing some things to me. And I pray that the people of God uh, will catch it tonight, capture what the Holy Ghost is saying amen and amen so if you have your bibles and you've located exodus and i'm gonna just briefly touch a little bit on chapter two um but i want to title this the call the call do you mm. know what time it is the call bear with me as i weave through this what god is sharing with me and I always like to make this statement. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And the will of God is known in his word. Faith oh. begins where the will of God is known. And the will of God is known in his word. So the title of this message is The Call. Do you know what time it is? And so God had led me to when he first started percolating this message in my heart, he started to talk to me about the burning bush, the burning bush. And he he weaved into that the, the other scripture where he was talking to me about the priest and, and how the, 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 what do you say, the role of the priest. And, and so I'm going to kind of, Touch on it just briefly, but I'm going to focus in on and, and have Moses as an example and then weave it into how Jesus is our example, ultimate example. But I always like to say this, and I say this often, how it says the Apostle Paul wrote and he says, the Old Testament is for an example. Yeah. And they serve to us to teach us. And, and so it is a revelation of who God is. And in the Old Testament, New Testament is a, is a manifestation of who God is. Come on, somebody. In the sense of that he sent his son to become flesh. He was God and made known to the people of Israel in his acts. But when he came, he came in the flesh and he rolled out the mind of what? God was like, he said, because he and the Father were one, and he wanted us to be one with him, just like he was. So the call, why the call, why the call? Just as a brief preface, I want to say to you, 
Why the call? Because he is dealing with the leadership in this hour. Leadership in government, in the natural, leadership in government, in the church. Yes. He is that burning bush. And interesting, when God, one of the little nuggets that he said to me is he said, that burning bush was was on fire consumed. He said, God, right now, I've heard the Spirit of the Lord say to me that he's dealing with the leadership, and by his mercy, he's not consumed. He's trying, he, he's striking the fire, the flame, his fire, his flame, to burn up, to deal with the wickedness that's in the, this hour in the leadership. That he's, with his mercy, he's not consuming them. That was just, just a side note, just, just a little piece right there. Yeah. Hmm. Eat on that a little bit because he's saying, that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah. And I'm showing up. I'm showing up in the leadership, the called, the called. And so one of the things that he spoke to me about is interesting that how Moses, the hand of God was on Moses from the time he was born. The called. Those that are called in the body of Christ, truly called. And I'm talking about the called that are called into the kingdom to be born again, and those that are called into leadership. It's twofold. And what he's saying is from the beginning, there is, while there is that call that once you're saved and you become a servant of God and you could be the one that always makes the meals at the church or is hospitality and, and, and whether it's help, whether it's that, whatever that is, it's a call. He's given everyone a call. But then there's the call not to, not to have like a, a preferential treatment, but because it's in the order of the kingdom to have a leadership. And so what was interesting to me in Exodus chapter 2 was that he had his hand on Moses and how in the plan of God, he preserved him even when it was a time that he could have been done away with. And God is saying to encourage the people that are on this line at the sound of my voice, be encouraged because if you're alive right now, you've been preserved, you've been kept, you've been brought out of what could have been that you might have known and you might not have known. There will be a day that you will know Wow, I could have been snuffed out, but God, hallelujah. And so in the case with Moses, there he was. And the mother ended up being the actual mother that raised him by the wonderful design of God. And so God is saying to the people tonight, there is a design in your life, a design of God. And if you would but yield and recognize Healed by recognizing and saying to yourself and speaking out loud, you know what? God has a design for my life. Amen. 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 Somebody can say a little bit of encouragement there. So Amen. It, finally gets to, <laughs> it finally gets to the point in verse 11 of chapter 2 where it says, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown. And God is saying, there are us, us-ums, we get to the place where we're grown. Now we've grown up. We've gotten beyond the stage. Now we're grown. And God comes along 
any tax on the shoulder. That's a metaphor, okay? And it, 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 but, but you know what? This is what he's told me to bring out about this verse. It came to pass that in those days when Moses was born, that he went out unto his brethren. So God is saying to the people of God on this line, you're grown and you're going to be among your people, that tribe, that people that you are called to. And because there is a call on your life, you will know it, even if you don't know it in your mind, you're going to know it in your heart. There's going to be something in you. I hear some noise, Apostle. What is that? You're going to know inside of your heart. You're going to know inside of your heart there's just something in you, and you'll do it. You'll do something. What happened here in this verse is that Moses, in flesh, in arm of flesh, he took, he, he was among his brothers, and he looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian smiting a Hebrew, one of his brethren. And he looked this way, and he looked that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian, and he hid him in the sand. That is the arm of flesh. There are, God said to share with the people on this land. There are people in leadership that have taken it upon themselves to place themselves in leadership. It's all but an arm of flesh. While there may be a call, but they stepped out and they stepped out in the arm of flesh. And because they stepped out in the arm of flesh, they succumbed to being taking it upon themselves in their own power to act and do what they think is a righteous thing, but in the wrong clothes. Carrying out righteousness through righteousness won't work. It didn't work for Moses. It didn't work for anybody throughout the pages of this word of God, the Bible. And it won't work now either. And he's saying tonight, take heed because you're trying to write, do a righteous thing and write things through the arm of flesh. You're trying to bring righteousness to in righteousness. Come on, somebody. Hear me. Hear me. Hear me. What the spirit of the Lord is saying. Come on. Yeah. Hallelujah. In the arm of flesh. He saw a wrong. He took it upon himself. How many times do people in leadership, the people even in a household, fathers, mothers, brothers, and sisters, and even those in health and other ministry positions that are maybe in less, um, I shouldn't say less, it's not less, because nothing's less in the Lord, because it's key that each one must carry out what God has called them to do. But what the point is, is that they step out in flesh to carry out something of God that God has put in them, but they're doing it in the arm of flesh. And God is not pleased, and God does not call for you to do that. And then what happens, you'll know that because you did it in the arm of flesh, you're going to try to hide, because you know in your conscience that was a right. And then you deceive yourself in the same way. They were doing wrong. You can't fight gossip with gossip. You can't fight a lie with another lie. Come on, somebody. Right. Yeah. You can't defame Amen. 
you can't stand up and talk about defaming when you're defaming. You can't talk about somebody slandering and you slander. Amen. Uh -oh. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking, okay? So he went out. He, he went out and behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. In other words, here, here was another. He, these were Hebrews over here. And they were fighting against each other. He said, and he said to him that did wrong. Here it is again. Here it is. He's seeing. See, God put some in, in each one of us, like he did as an example, Moses. He's an example for us to learn from. He puts something in us that we know something is being done wrong and someone is being done wrong. But you have a choice to rise up in the power of the spirit of the living God, in the arm of God, through the authority of God, through the power of God, through the holiness and righteousness of God, or through your own arm of flesh. Yeah. What happened is he saw something done wrong. He said, wherefore, he's asking the question, wherefore thou smitest thou? thy fellow and see somebody will always call you out somebody's always watching because verse 14 said who made thee a prince and a judge over us see what happens oh. is when you step out in flesh as it is when you're in the anointing when you walk in the anointing when you walk in the steps of jesus when you walk in timing in the timing of god in the cadence of god and you're marching to the beat of the holy ghost and the rhythm of the Holy Ghost, in the power of the Spirit, you get attacked. You get assailed with all kinds of fiery darts. Well, how much more of an attack will you think you'll get when you've acted in flesh? Come on, somebody. Uh -oh, uh -oh. And they will attack your call. And they will attack and say, who do you think you are? The devil will have every right to do that because you stepped out in the arm of flesh. The call, remember? I'm talking about the call. And when Pharaoh heard this thing, what does Pharaoh represent? He represents a governmental authority in the natural, in this earthly realm. And what happens is when you walk out in flesh, when you do your own thing in flesh, don't be surprised when even the governmental in the natural, come on, you'll be subjected right. to that. I'm just saying. And don't chop me down because I'm preaching good. It's okay. Walk in it. Praise the Lord. I'm and, and you know what I'm gonna speak? Uh, I'm gonna speak the, the faith word. You're shouting me down. You're glorifying God with me. Hallelujah. So God said to draw your attention to the fact that when God calls, he draws. He draws. But what happens when he's drawing? What's going on when God draws a people? A man or a woman? Break it up. The Bible says man that here was Moses. And the Bible says, what was Moses doing in chapter 3, verse 1? It says, now Moses kept the flock of Jethro. His father the priest, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. Okay, so what was he saying? He said, the Holy Spirit put in my heart, remind the people of God 
that when God draws you and he begins to draw you, you'll be about your business, living life. Okay? And, and in this case, Moses was actually keeping the flock, doing the job. I know people that have been called and they've been out there, you know, in the, in the bars and God taps them on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm calling you out of this. But in this case, he, the main thing is man is going about living his life. Okay, so he was built, he was there. Now watch this. Watch this. He says he was out there and he was just minding his business, doing and tending to the flock. Verse 2, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire on the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burnt with fire and the bush was not consumed. As I said in the beginning, the Lord began, uh, he began stirring in my heart and started percolating this messaging and drawing my attention. And I said, Lord, why are you drawing my attention to this burning bush? And I, and I already indicated to you that he said to me, I'm dealing with the leadership. And I, this is really what's taking place with some of them. And some of them in private and some of them is being known. People around them are seeing it. They're being, they're being burned up with fire, but they're not consumed because of my mercy. I want them to bow their knee. I want them to submit themselves. I want them to come and be saved and delivered for real. He said, I really want to get them to be in position and be in place. They've got to know what time it is. They've got to know what hour we're in. And so I'm sending my fire, but I'm not consuming them just yet. But in this case, what I want to bring out that the Holy Spirit said, he said, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame. And so what happens is God begins to draw man and woman, and, 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 and they're called, and there's a drawing. And, and the interesting and more beautiful thing is how God would reach out to a man, right, or a woman of God, that he would take time from his throne to do something that would bring call or, or bring attention or, or cause him to pay attention. Let, let me say it better like that, that it will cause them to pay attention. But this is key. This is key. The call will have response. The call will have a response. What was the response? Verse 3. And Moses said, I will. I will. I'm going to say it again. I will. Now turn aside and see this great sight. Why? The bush is not burned. So God draws or does and calls attention to something to bring attention to them, whether it's a dream, whether it's something just that's in the childhood or, in, or even like I've even heard about people in even in the bars. God just does something that calls their attention and, and, and then man has a response. The call will have a response and prayerfully. It'll be the response like that of Moses, where they make a choice, where they say, I will. Can, so the called in this hour, God is seeking for the called in this hour to say, Lord, I will. And turn aside 
and look upon the greatness of God. Look upon the great sight. Why is this bush not burnt? So God is saying the call will have a response, and this will be the response. Is that anybody making? Uh, is this making sense to anybody? We catching this? Okay, so he says that in verse 3. And then God said, tell them the called, the called will hear the voice of God. Verse 4. And he says, and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see. So the response of man, that is, or man, and I say man, but whether it's a man, male, or female. The response of a called one will be to say, I will, and to turn aside and to look to God. Come on, somebody. Amen. Say, I will. Come on, and turn aside. Come on, and look to God. And when they do that, the Lord said he turned aside to see. God called unto him out of the midst of the bush. So what is that saying? The Holy Spirit said, share with the people. But I'm saying to them, out of that holy fire, I will call you. The called will hear the voice, and they will hear. You will hear him say, Erica, Erica. You, you will hear him say, Rodney Tate, Rodney Tate. You will hear him say, Brother is lame, but he'll call you by your name. He'll call. You will hear the voice of God. You will hear God calling you mm -hmm. in the midst of his holiness. Amen. From his holy throne. In the holiness of God and who he is, he would call your name. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And again, the call will have a response that says, here I am. And God is saying, in this hour, I am looking for a leadership that will truly bow their hearts, that will truly rent their 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 flesh, and they will rent their flesh and free themselves from flesh and say, "Here I am, Lord. Here I am." That's what He's saying. He wants to hear from the called. The called yeah. Yeah. are called for separation in verse five, and He said, "Draw not." Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. So the Holy Spirit is saying to us in this hour, I heard the Lord say, tell the people that are called, that are called, come on, that are called. He said, be careful. Don't you come and put your dirty, nasty feet and your dirty, nasty, corrupted heart and your dirty, nasty flesh. Uh, you better take that off before you come and come on. to near to holy ground. My God. Walk in it. Walk in it. The calls are called to a call of separation. Separation. Separation, holy, holy. They must have a revelation. The calls are brought to a revelation of God. Because in that next verse, verse 6, he said, moreover, he said, he said, 
son, the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, God of Jacob. Yes. So the called will have a revelation of God. They will have a revelation of God. They are called. Once they have turned aside, once they have looked to God, and they, once they have said, I will, God will show up and he'll say, this is who I am. I am the I am. Come on, somebody. They will have a revelation of God. Many are standing, delivering a word that is only in their head. I know a man, <clears throat> which I will not call by name. You would know him, maybe not. Any. It doesn't matter. But I know people, and he's just an example of many people that are able to preach a word. They know so much. They have so much head knowledge. <laughs> Excuse me while I take a drink of water. Mm -hmm. He said they'll they can recite the word. They know the word, but it's all hidden up. They don't have the revelation of God. They don't have the ring of God. Up. They haven't had an encounter with God. They're preaching the word, but they aren't walking it. They're they're just saying it. They haven't been convinced. They haven't been fully persuaded. Come on, somebody. The called, the called have a revelation of God that they've received from God. The voice of God has said to them, I am the God uh, and father of the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob. The called will have a revelation of God. Mm -hmm. And he says the called have a referential fear of God. Because in that oh, no, same no. earth, come on, somebody, what did he do? He, the Bible says, and Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Come on, somebody. I heard a, the woman of God say, it's come too familiar. Oh, yeah, they really haven't. The people that act like that, they have not really had a revelation. They have not had an encounter with holy God. My God. They have you will sense that reverence, that honor, that respect. Yes, your God. Yes, holy God. Yes. Oh, I often close my eyes and I meditate and I Say, Lord, one day I'll be before your throne. And I take myself there, people. God, listen to me well. I close my eyes and I stand and say, one day I see myself there, God. Will I be able to stand? Oh, even just the thought of being in the throne before his very eyes looks upon yeah. me. I humble myself and I say, oh, God, holy you are. Amen, amen. It's important that the called be in a place where they hide their face because they have a rest, a reverence, respect to look upon God. Yeah. You know, he doesn't want us to be afraid of him. I'm not saying a fear that he's afraid of God. I'm talking about a reverential. The called of God. Not only will they have a revelation, but they'll have a reverential fear of him because they have that revelation. Anybody yeah. anybody listening to me? Yeah. The calls are called to a people. The, I'm going to say that again. The calls are called to a people. That's it. You can't go hide away in the closet. 
You can't just go hide away and just me to be yourself, be myself and I. We're called to a people. Amen. God has designed it in this world to have that when there's a people that cry out, he'll set a man or a woman of God to bring a message of deliverance. And many have, come on, many of these people today in leadership and pretenders, come on, pretenders <clears throat> that they're yeah. called of God, they seek self-promotion. They, they seek self-aggrandizement. They seek self uh, 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 they're looking for self-gratification. They're seeking for whatever it will. And I'm talking about real self-gratification, meaning it, it gratifies them that somebody's looking out to them. It's up to them. It gratifies them and makes them feel like they're important. And so they're gratified because, oh, look, and, and look at the offerings I get. And, and look, they brought me this. And, and look, they gave me this title. And look, I, maybe I got a, 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 a home that they provided. Come on, somebody. God is looking for a man or a woman that is called to a people. Yeah. Anybody listening to me? He's called. He said in verse 9, Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherein, wherewith the Egyptians are oppressed. The, the Egyptians have oppressed them. He said, come now therefore, and I will send thee. So the called are sent to a people. Notice I they're called to a people, but what am I saying? He's saying you are, they are sent. So he said, many have gone, but they haven't been sent. They went, but they were not sent. Mm -hmm. They went on their own. Come on, somebody. Yes. And God is saying it's vital and it is yes. very important. Yes. And if you really have an eye to see what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, you will be able to discern those that have gone and went without being sent. <laughs> it is key. These are a pattern. Jesus. This is an example. And it serves as an example. We know, and I can bridge you into the New Testament because Jesus was sent. And then Jesus sent his disciples. So, you know, the bridge is there. But it's important to understand that even as Moses, the grand, powerful man of God that he was, humble and meek, meek, I define meek, and I have defined meek since 25 years when I've been teaching about the fruit of the Spirit. Meek is power under control. How is that power under control demonstrated? What is a good example of that power under control that is meek? That Jesus hung on the cross when he could have had the host of angels deliver him. He hung on purpose. He hung there and gave his will for us so that we could be set free. That's meekness, people. That is when you have the power of God. When you are called to God, you have the power of God and you've been sent and you have the power of God in you to do the work of God, and you are meek because you know you have the power, but you know when you can exercise that authority. Mm -hmm. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed, say that. God and we must follow because the Bible clearly says, as we look 
in verse 10. Moses followed. Moses followed. In verse 11, but God, who am I that I should go to unto Pharaoh and that I should bring forth the children of Israel? Here it is again, that meekness, that humility. So because of God, not only are called to a people, but, and, and, and again, they seek not their own self-promotion, seek not their own self-grandizement. They seek to have a true, this is a true servant God in verse 11. It is an example of the kind of heart of true servant of God and what that kind of heart should look like, what that kind of heart sounds like. But God, who am I? Yeah. That I would go to a yes, Pharaoh. Yes. Pharaoh was a high in authority. Come on, somebody. The call, the call, have a true heart of God, a humble heart of God. They acknowledge who in the flesh they are. As us, as believers, with the new covenant of Christ in us, we are given a boldness by the Holy Ghost. A confidence by the Holy Ghost, but fully knowing and fully acknowledging, fully recognizing, it is God, it is God, my, it is God, the true servant of God. No, it's not within our own power. I'm hid behind the cross. It is the power of God. It is God who does this. Come on, come on. Fully aware, fully aware, fully aware, fully aware that when I stand, and I decide, okay, God, here it is. I'm right here. You release your word through me. I thought it's God. I know it's God. I know it's God. Who am I? Who am I, God? Oh, but God said, I am in you. You are my servant. You are my vessel. You are my friend. You are my child. I paid a price for you. Come on, somebody. Anybody getting this? Amen. The calls of God have a promise for, from God. Verse 12. <clears throat> and he said, certainly I will be with thee. As I just said, when I stand and I say, God, who am I? Who am I, God? God has promised. I will never leave you nor forsake you. God has promised in New Testament. I, Christ, am in you. You have received me. You have said, I will, Carmen. Uh, you have said, I will. You've turned aside. You've looked and you said, God, I know you are the one and only God, the true God, the wise king. Come on, somebody said, understand. We have a promise from God that he will go with us. In our case, in New Testament, he will not only go with us, he'll go before us. He'll be in us. He'll be our real reward. Come on, somebody. Grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. That's it. Hallelujah. 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 The called have a promise from God, and they're fully aware, and they've heard it from God. Moses heard it from God. Personal relationship with God. Are you getting this? This was a one-on-one -on -one with God. Are you? Don't miss it. Don't miss it. It's a one-on-one. -on -one. We have a one-on-one -on -one with God, and we can do it at any time of the day. I, I was at my office today. <laughs> I stepped behind the 
We have a message, people of God. The called have a message backed up by the mighty hand of God, which takes me into that very next verse where he said, God said to tell the people, the called has, shall be given what they need to carry out the call. So where am I going at this? Yeah. Chapter 4. Chapter 4. And Moses answered and said, But behold, they will not believe me, nor hearken unto my voice. For they shall say, The Lord has not appeared unto thee. You're going to be called into question. The called will be questioned. Yes, your call yeah. will be questioned. The called, Amen. the called, the called will be questioned. Who are you? And, and oh, did God really appear to you? Oh, yes. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But God, but God, but God. Look at what God did. And that's what he's saying to us. The called will take what you have and put his super on your natural. He took the rod that was in Moses' hand and he took Moses' rod and he told him to cast it. But see, don't miss, don't miss, don't miss. He said, what's in your hand? And God is saying to the called today, what is in your hand? What is in your hand? Mm-hmm. He's asking a question to the called. What is in your hand? For, for certain, there is something in your hand. It is a given that if he asks you what's in your hand, it's because you have something he has ordained and decided from the beginning of time to have something in your hand, and he's waiting for you to act on it. Come on, somebody. Yeah. The called, the called have been given something. In their hands. And they have to act on it and be willing to obey because he'll put his super on that natural. Gotta act, gotta move on it. And God, the called, they will have signs of following, confirming his word with signs following. God will confirm not only with signs following, even confirm their call. The called will have their call confirmed. The called will have personal experience of the healing power of God. It's the first thing. He put his hand. Come on. He put, he first, he put the rod. So he takes something that is in your hand, and he shows you that he is with you, and he confirms to you and those around you that you've got something that he's designed from the beginning of time and equipped you and wired you to be able to carry it out, it's in your hand. The called will have that. And you'll somehow know, because once you respond, that which is in your hand, you'll act on it and you'll see the power of supernatural power on it. And the next thing is when he said in the second sight, he said to put his hand in his bosom. So what what, what was exemplified there? What was the example there? Is he saying, put your hand in there, and, and he came out and he brought it out with leprous, right? It was that Amen. the calls will have a personal experience in the healing power of God. A personal experience, or is, whether it's healing of the emotional realm, of the mind, the heart, the soul, or the physical realm. Come on, somebody. The call right. will have a personal experience of the power, the healing power of God. He had his hand and it came out 
was leprous as snow. And then he said, put it back in again. And when he did, and it came out, behold, it was turned again as of his other flesh. It was whole. He experienced in you the call of God. will experience the healing power of God in your life. Whether it's making your mind sound, whether it's taking away that drug addiction or that horrible thought addiction that you had. Even speaking wrong all the time. Come on, somebody. The calls now in the third sign is the calls are given power and dominion. To take power and dominion on this earth and exercise authority over the elements here on earth. In that verse 9, and the water which thou takest out of the river shall become blood upon thy dry land. Come on, somebody. The power of God will be upon the called to take power and dominion and take dominion, take dominion, take dominion. Hear me well. The called will have dominion. You will see the dominion power of God flowing through you, out of you, for the people. Come on, somebody. Somebody take hope. Look at the loving God that we serve. That even when he was angry, 
But there was a call. There was a call that even those that are in leadership must recognize that even in their little weakness, God makes provision for the weakness. Anybody listening to me? Anybody hearing me? Come on, somebody. He made provision. Okay, and he made accommodation in education. We call it accommodation. Accommodation was made for that call. Oh, 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 people of God. Yes, yes, we've heard. We, we, we're not, we're not uh, blind, right? We're not in the, <laughs> we're not in the place where we don't know that there are men that are lovers of their own selves, they're covetous, they're boasters, they're proud, they're blasphemers, they're disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontingent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Come on, traitors, petty, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such turn away, he said, but they exist, they exist. So he's calling, he's calling, he's calling tonight an awareness of a true person that is called of God and how God takes charge over their lives, provides for that call, provides for even the weaknesses and the grace extended to the call. Come on. God's holy power in that burning bush was shown that he could take whatever was there and not be consumed by the mercy of God. I know there are some in this realm now. And if Lord would cease it, that at the sound of my voice, somewhere, some hour, someone out there is hearing this. And he's saying to them, you must repent. Because it's by my mercy that you are not consumed. You must repent and turn from that flesh, from that corrupt heart, Come on. from that wickedness in your heart. Repent Hallelujah. and turn from it. Because my holy power Hallelujah. is coming in fire in this hour. Be called or being called to bring forth the truth with and tell those homosexuals, those witches, and those warlocks, and all of those people that are uh, molesters and, and traffickers and whatever God is saying, repent for my holy fire is coming forth in this hour, and the alignment must take place, and the apostles must align themselves to tell the truth, set things in order, lay the foundation of the truth of God, because it is important if they're called, which those that are called to be apostles and prophets and the prophetic voice in the shower, you are called by the holy fire of God that has not consumed you because you've held back a word, a word of warning, a word of admonition, a word that says, that is not of God, this is of God. God is saying, do you know what time it is? Alignment, come on forth for the call of God are set apart in this hour. And he's calling us, those that are in leadership, to align and do know, and do know the time, the time and the hour. Leaders are being dealt with, will be dealt with. Are you in position? Arise, men and women, lift up your voice. Let us shout. 
I turn it over. Man, yeah. I really thank God for that message. I thank God for you coming, aligning, bless God, the body of Christ with that message. I love when you have spoke about, bless God, uh, the arm of flesh. When people have a habit of starting a ministry, amen, and wasn't sent. Amen. They went, but they was not sent. Uh, amen. Prophet, uh, uh, God bless them, you know, to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and they can prophesy. But anybody can prophesy, bless God, uh, who is baptized in the Holy Spirit, that does not mean you are a prophet. Sure, 
God is sending you out. Please make sure that God is sending you because they give them like the seven sons of Sceva. Jesus I know, Paul I know, but who are you going to get down? And the possibility of using your very life will be taken physically. Make sure. Yeah. I'm going to turn it over to Erica um, so that you don't come to on uh, on the line real long in the name of Jesus. Um, and if she wants to allow everybody to, for time's sake, they have words, amen. But if, if not, we're going to do what God have us to do. Amen. Uh, Apostle Erica, I'm going to place it in your hands from here on out because we've been on the line. And I know that you don't have so much time on this network. Amen. Amen. We just give honor on tonight. Uh, we're going to just cover Amen. Apostle Carmen on tonight. Precious Heavenly Father, we come before your presence on tonight. Father, oh God, yes. the impartation that came directly from heaven on tonight. Father, we ask you to strengthen this woman of God, amen, as she lays down on tonight. Send forth your ministering angels to restore. We call for restoration to fall back into your presence, to fall back in line. Father, we thank you, oh God, as she begin to rest, as she begin to even to transcend on the next day, Father. You begin to move, continue to move in the realm of the spirit. Father, strengthen her, cover her, oh God. We send forth a covering amen even when she rests tonight we send forth a covering when she goes out we send forth a covering every time she released the word of god amen for we know that the word of god cut like a two-edged sword we call forth restoration oh god father you've used her in this season as your mouthpiece and father we're asking you to strengthen her oh god as we get ready to get out out this room father we thank you god on tonight Amen. For the release of your anointing and release of your presence on tonight. Father, begin to strengthen us, oh God, as we get ready to go into the next season, oh God. We thank you for the shift on tonight. We thank you for allowing your presence to manifest, manifest in this place. We just thank you, amen, in advance what you're doing. We even thank God what you, what you haven't done as of yet. And so, Father, as oh God, as we exit out of this room, on tonight as we exit out of the sanctuary tonight as we exit out of amen the different multiple platforms on tonight father begin to strengthen each and every one on tonight amen thank you for tuning in on tonight apostolic alignment on tonight tune in next week wednesday night amen at 8 p.m eastern standard time amen as we get ready to close out may the sweet communion of the holy spirit continue to rest rule abide in this kingdom forevermore until we meet again next time amen on elr prophetic ship podcast network god bless you and good night remember we love you brand new in the name of jesus and there's nothing you can do about it but what everybody love love back good night <laughs>
Thank you for using Blog Talk Radio. Goodbye.